This is Craig. I play for DU Football. I know both Sams personally. I don't even listen to this fucking show. This is the DU Football Show. I mean, he's right, except for he doesn't play for DU anymore because DU, DU doesn't, doesn't exist play. anymore right now. Yeah. I always, I always like that one to ground us is just to remember that close personal friends of ours don't fucking listen to the show. <laughs> Dick, absolute dickheads. You know, even after a great weekend like that, you know, we get reminded. Yeah, hundred percent. Let's start the show. Hello and welcome to the DU Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me, my uh, fellow member of the press, Mr. Samuel Graham. Sammy, how you doing today? Uh, doing well. Thank you. Doing uh-huh. so much better a week on from the last show. It's, you know, it's been, it's been a few weeks and it still doesn't get old, does it? It does not. It does not get old. Certified members of the press. We have passes. We have passes we that prove it. We were press. Yeah. I gotta we're, find my pass. We're press, damn it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Take right. us seriously. We, we're official-ish. Ish. That, ish that ish our, is right. The show tagline. DU Football Show. We're official-ish. Official-ish. Yeah, <laughs> Apparently I, like I can that. get you the pass, but I can't take you home. No, you can't. We're recording at the DU Public House just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with a footballing friend. It only took three shows for me to get both fucking segments <laughs> right, Mr. Graham, but daddy's back on the saddle. Fuck I, this world. I like Mel. I like how he intentionally looked around instead of at the paper, mm-hmm. so I didn't have anything to say this time. Should you want to chat with us, there are as many ways that you can. Mr. Graham, tell the good people how they can get in touch. Absolutely. It is at DU Football Show on all the social medias and Show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. Perfect. Um, and you know what, Sam? Go ahead. Be a whore. It's patreon.com backslash DU Football Show where you can sign up to one cool little simple $5 tier. Get both of our extra shows every week. That is uh, Sound Check, which is our pre-show recording, and Injury Time, which is our after show recording and, and uh, slash preview of the upcoming weekend uh, where we you- preview the games. We also check in on Mel and my <coughs> beer, uh, as well as our adoptive clubs mm-hmm. from foreign lands. Yep. Like Scotland. Well, uh, Ibs, Ibs and uh, Aki, both uh, soon in action. So I shouldn't say that actually, either. My last actually, name is Graham. I am fucking Scottish. There, there is shit to talk about with, rude. with both of them. Uh, Batiste is probably hung over somewhere, but the other two actually got some stuff going on. I can't on. wait. I've been checking in the preseason. I haven't seen any ridiculous people being left out for mm-hmm. ar- ar- uh, arduous reasons yet. It's only, it's only a matter of time. The hangovers will come. I know. I the hope so. The hangovers will come. I hope so. Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both share a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. It is still hot as fucking balls this month. So we need to continue the gin binge 
What are we drinking today, Sam? All right, so we've got Grattan Distilling Company's Benham's Sonoma Dry Gin. That comes into you at 90 proof. It is very citrus heavy, this gin, Mm -hmm. with uh, California lemons uh, being the predominant uh, botanical. Comes to you, like I said, 90 proof, so 45% by volume, $35.99 to $39.99 on the shelf. And this one, I believe you just use a standard tonic water with. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, just a standard fever tree. Not the other one uh, from before. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. just a standard fever tree, um, really because this is a lovely citrus uh, gin. It's delicious. It Mm -hmm. almost drinks like a citrus vodka because the juniper is almost non-existent. It's so light. And and typically, you know me, I like a London Dry. I like that punch you in the face juniper that typically comes along with it, but, uh, you know... What's more I important. prefer the middle of the road, almost toned toned down, but not non-existent. Mm-hmm. Where like Hendrix began that category. Yeah, I'm just trying to adhere myself back to the people of Scotland. Cool. Well, that's very good. You know what? You should probably tell us to drink responsibly, so I can go back to the park that I missed because I thought I was so fucking great. Drink responsibly, everybody. There we go. Let's cheers. I'm like, I've got a second goblet o tonic. That's why I don't have as much of a cling. I drank the other one much faster. <laughs> because the other thing you can do is zoom your ass into this yes, show, which I've forgotten to do already. There you go. So I don't even get to uh, do my clever quick, quick wit go into well, thing that uh, I did just before. Just tell us what it was. We just want to hear it. I was just like, oh, just spending your way out of the league was what I was going to say. Ah, uh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> um, we do welcome on our good friend, Mark. Mark, how are you doing today, man? Hey guys, thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Excellent. And Mark, why don't you tell everybody who you support? Uh, Chelsea. (laughs) 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 Nottingham Forest. Love it. Welcome back to the league. We knew that was happening. It's it's only a matter of time before you go right back down. (laughs) Yeah. No, uh, actually, no, but they will beat us first game of the season. They play us. Oh hell yeah! Well, Not I first mean, game of the season. First time they have that fixture again. They'll beat us oh, again. Oh well, yeah. you you love to lose, lose to, to class, Forest to classic clubs from the championship. You do that to a lot of people. Yes, You'll be do. like, ah, FA Cup. Let's let's fuck off to Middlesbrough. Like that's just what you yeah. like to do. Yeah, but it's usually Forest. Two out of the yeah. last four times we got knocked out in the yeah. third round. It was them. So they had a fucking day with you, and then the mm-hmm. one time you didn't, you won the fucking thing, right? Exactly. <laughs> Brilliant. Well. Mark, the, the beauty of this show, it's the uh, Getting to Know You series. So we've already talked with Fulham and we already talked with uh, with uh, Bournemouth as well. And uh, today, the last week of July, this is the final uh, installment. And we are going to spend all time getting to know Forrest. Because let's face it, this is a storied club. This is a very, very storied club that a lot of new Premier League fans... No, fuck all about because they just haven't been right. In the I prem. mean, th- this this would be the English club of choice for American hipsters, basically. Um, <laughs> no, seriously, they uh, it, it's a, a classic club that has fallen on difficult times that have been stuck in the championship for a while now. So this would be if you don't want to be a, a, a supporter of the big six, this would be somebody that you would probably find um, as to to be an organic football supporter, or whatever. Mm. I don't know, Sprout sells. Uh, <laughs> So, <laughs> uh, so I, th- I believe you have the first question. Or you I, said, I didn't mean to I, jump I, in there. I apologize. Uh, that's okay. I do. I do want to say. So people with hairdos like you would probably. Uh, it's just unkept at the moment. Okay. I well, don't normally have it this way, but it's quite hot in here. I would like to beckon back to a line that I used on uh, Saturday that I thought was fantastic. Your hair reminds me of the type of person that would buy artisanal muffins. <laughs> It still hurts. <laughs> Mark, please tell us what brought you to the club of Forest. What what made you a supporter? Well, you know, it's, it's interesting when you were saying about 
how you see Forest and and kind of where you feel, you feel they fit in the football landscape. It hadn't occurred to me. I live in Austin, Texas, right now. Nottingham Forest is the Austin, Texas of the football world. Okay, very cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, hipsters woke. You know, happening, modern, contemporary. Um, <laughs> the antithesis to Chelsea. Between, <laughs> yeah, heard. But twenty. For 23 years it's been in the doldrums but uh that's that's how i would describe it today at least um what do you want to know about the mighty reds well well um I, you just i presume lifelong supporter yourself uh as of about three months ago since they got promoted no mm -hmm. i'm just kidding uh, <laughs> I've, been i've been following forest for oh gosh i just lost him He seems a bit frozen. You know, Mark made that joke about since they got promoted. Mm -hmm. That's literally since I've been a fan of Villa. Yeah, pretty much. Well, you still had to choose. <laughs> right. Oh, here right, it goes. Mark, He's back. He's back. Up, Mark, we lost you for a bit. So, so you said you yep. uh, became a supporter three months ago, and then we lost you. <laughs> so please repeat everything you just said. So <laughs> in the exact same wit and charm you just did. <laughs> Thank you, McDonald's. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I've been supporting Forest about 43, 44 years ago. All right. So I began supporting them when they were really... Went through the long, dark period where they sucked. And now they're good again. So, And obviously, that period where they sucked was punctuated with beating Arsenal twice. So yeah. they didn't totally suck. <laughs> Pretty much. Perfect. Um, I'm trying to remember the dates of Brian Clough. Would that have been bef just before you then? Uh, actually, Clough, yeah. So Clough, his association with the club is in simpatico with mine, essentially. I began supporting Forrest right around the time Clough came on board. In fact, as a young child, I... so. I guess this says something about me. When I was a kid growing up, I, I didn't like to run with the crowd. I always wanted to be kind of, <laughs> yeah, at the opposite of everything else right. everyone else was doing or, or, or the, where the herd was going. And back in the day, all of my friends growing up were Manchester United or Liverpool supporters. Right. And that did not, and I was, I was always a kid who liked the underdog. And so I was looking for a team to follow. I actually come from Oxford. So okay. I have no association to the city of Nottingham by birth or anything. And I remember seeing Brian Clough doing an interview on TV. And even as like a seven-year-old, being absolutely struck by this man and his charisma and just how he came through the TV, it was astonishing to me. And they showed footage of the team as they were interviewing him. And I was like, wow, who are they? What's this team? And yeah, I, I jumped on board with Forrest. The year I did... Actually, they had just won the first of their two European Cups. Yep. And then, of course, they duplicated that feat in 1980, yep. winning the European Cup. Folks, of course, now will know it as the Champions League. Um, but yeah, just remarkable. So I got on at a great time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's one of the, the – I like little quirks of football history. And Nottingham Forest, the two that I always bang on about are Nottingham Forest have won more European trophies than they have domestic trophies. And then the other uh, is that Portsmouth have held the FA Cup consecutively for more years than anyone else because of World War II. Because uh, there was this yeah. little pesky war in the way. <laughs> that broke out, yeah. It's, um, 
Also, no, no they're just stout fuckers that held on to the cup. I know. Well, the, cup. The, the other piece of the wartime <laughs> things. Moment on behalf of the British nation to thank you for coming off the subs bench and helping us out with that one. <laughs> you, are, you are quite welcome. <laughs> love it. it the, the other the other one I love is that Tottenham Stadium Stadium had already looked like it got bombed, so everyone had to hide out at Highbury. Uh, <laughs> that was the other quirk of World War Two. Just saying. Uh, any dig? Yeah, but other other than that, that I always bang on about. Why don't you give us a little bit of a history of, of Nottingham Forest uh, Football Club, if you might. Oh, sure, absolutely. So I, I've been listening to previous shows, and so I've heard you guys reference oldest club, mm-hmm. and I know there's some contention and there's speculation, and certain people believe they have that honor. Um, I think Sheffield FC is the oldest football club, period, but the oldest professional club in the top four leagues of the United Kingdom right now is Nottingham Forest. We were founded in 1865. Notts County uh, beat us out by a couple of years, but of course they're no longer in the top four professional divisions. Mm-hmm. Right. They're, so uh, hopefully they will get back soon. I harbor no ill will towards Notts County, but 1865 was the year Forests were founded, and so that makes us the oldest club presently. Uh, and we have a long uh, and, and storied history. We we've won the old first division. We've won the FA Cup twice. We've won the League Cup four times, the European Cup twice. Uh, and then we have a couple of other noticeable um, things as well in the Forest Archive. We were the first English team to tour South America uh, and begin bringing kind of football to that continent, mm-hmm. which was really a, not a good idea in hindsight. <laughs> <laughs> gives birth to shows like this. <laughs> uh, and also gives birth to clubs who then go on to just routinely hand us our ass in international tournaments. Uh, but exactly. Anyway. <laughs> what's, what's that responsible for? Uruguay's got two. Right. Yeah. Brazil's got five. Yep. Argentina's got two. Yep. Who else down there? Anyone? I think that might That's be it. That's it on them. Yeah. So nine? Yeah. Uh, Fuck. And, and England's got one. <laughs> yeah. You got that one now. Oh, you're always going to remember that one. <laughs> uh, and and you'll like this one, Sam. We also have the distinction as well of handing out jerseys mm-hmm. to, to former teams in their formative years. And you probably know this. We gave Arsenal their first Our ever Our first strength. ever kit. That's how we got red. Yep. Very cool. Absolutely. Right. Went back when we were way back in the day when we were Woolwich Arsenal. Uh, when they first got founded. Right. Well, Dial Square, really, when they first got founded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's an odd connection between our two clubs. The um, I, I, uh, And then them kicking our ass 100 years later in the FA Cup twice. Well, I mean, they're, <laughs> that's, I mean it's a very hipstery thing to do. It's like, nah, man, go to the thrift <laughs> store to get your gear, man. Don't, yeah. be, don't be buying Go dumpster dive jersey. outside of fucking... You find yeah. a perfectly... God oh, damn dude, it. We got perfectly good jerseys. Let us give them to you. They'll be great, man. You love them. <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, uh, just on the note of... Uh, real quick, on the note of uh, English football, I just have to bring this up from a few few weeks back, and I'm going to make it about me and pull a, pull a gram here and talk, and talk uh, pro-Everton agenda. Um, the Men in Blazers show, they had um, Frank Lampard was on stage, and everybody started, you know, you know, there was little things that people would shout out, and somebody was like, loved your goal against Germany. And he's like, for fuck's sakes, the thing I'm most famous for is a goal that didn't count. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I was like, "That's brilliant." I thought you said, brilliant. "I thought you were going to say when Frank Lampard was on stage, Harry Redknapp walked the crowd with a shank and tried to take money from people." 
<laughs> All right. Uh, um, Mark, you were about to say something there before I cut you off. What you got? No problem. I was going to ask. I was just going to ask Gunnar Sam that when Forrest beat Arsenal, did it take the sting off a little bit that Eric Lee High scored a worldie? So when an American scores, it's always a good view. You always want to see your countrymen do well, right? Obviously, against your club, it sucks, but. I always say, uh, for instance, when Clint Dempsey was at Tottenham or even when he was at Fulham, I obviously wanted Arsenal to win those games, but I wanted them to win 3-2 to two and Dempsey to have both. Fair it would kind of be my, my you, you know, know, perfect situation. Did you know that Eric Lehigh, after that game, he and his wife adopted a dog? Mm-hmm. And named it Gunner or something. You know what they named I? it? Gunner. There you go. Yeah. Brilliant. Absolute prick. All right. So um yeah, it's he's already got the vibe for the show. It's perfect. Give the dig. Yeah. No, that's um, good. But right. I'm hating myself already. So this is a two part question because uh obviously, you know, the league, the Premier League is gonna talk about what that rival is for you. But as you come up, um, first off, tell us who your biggest rival is, like the big one, and then tell us if it's not the same team, who your Premier League rival will be? Who what it will, as, what will as, be the hyped up derby for you? As an example, West Ham Millwall is the derby, right? But West Ham Tottenham is the rivalry in the Premier League currently that we see twice a year, right? Okay. So in terms of our actual rival, it's a little non-league team called Derby County. <laughs> Oh, that's fucking brilliant. <laughs> that, uh, Sam, that, my friend, that's a dig. It is a dig. That is a dig. Mr. Mark brought a shovel. It's a, they're actually a very interesting team. Over the last few years, they've been through several, for instance, several name changes. So originally they were Derby County. Then they became Frank Lambard's Derby County. Then they became Wayne Root's Derby County. Uh, and now we have no fucking money, Derby County. So it's really- <laughs> That is fucking brilliant. Fucking brilliant. Love it. Um, as far as a Premier League rival is concerned, we don't really have one. I mean, geographically uh, and historically, it's kind of sort of not really Leicester. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Leicester, as much as it would, would have would have been Sheffield United if they were still in the Premier League because the distance is about the same. But And there is hatred between the clubs because of certain matches, but... There's no real lingering uh, rivalry there as such. An interesting thing did happen, though, on Twitter, uh, which is, of course, where all the interesting things happen in the world now. Um, <laughs> yeah. weeks when one of my friends and someone who contributes to a podcast I used to do back in the day, really, really funny guy, goes by the name of Silverdale on Twitter, just for fun, put out there, we need a rival in the Premier League, and let's just hate on Southampton. They have a tree in their badge. We have a tree in our badge. And nobody... So let's manufacture a rivalry. And it was done very tongue-in-cheek. And then all of the Forest fans thought it was fantastic. All of the Southampton fans on Twitter were all about it. And so just for fun, we've begun, like, giving each other shit on Twitter. It got onto BBC Radio Nottingham. They interviewed my buddy. Let our Premier League rival, evidently, is Southampton. 
That's brilliant. Well, the the beautiful thing about picking Southampton as your rival, this is actually brilliant because if you ever wanted an opportunity to beat a club nine nil, they've lost twice nine to nil. And if ever there was You've a chance, got a chance. To, you got a you chance, got a with chance with Southampton. Uh, See, Kenny, I can do it too. The the uh, the other thing I was going to briefly say about you know the problem with Leicester and Forest being rivals is Leicester Foxes and Trees Forest are mutually beneficial they, they're kind the of trees tactical. the trees provide the foxes cover to hunt and then the foxes hunt eat and shit which fertilizes the trees mm-hmm. stretch well i just that's yeah, like, a little you know, bit of a stretch no, no, you, 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 I, I see where you're at you're you're, you're i'm working, working. i'm working you're you're trying to embrace your inner hipster that's Fuck where off. you're trying to get to i get Fuck it you. look i'm trying to embrace my inner hipster too right now we're talking to the hipster club that's you don't it. have a hair for that down in austin i mean it's just how we're rolling the uh hey by the way and you all the braid your beard the maybe you'd be on my level in all the shows we've been recording the bald ones outnumber the hit ones yeah with that's hair, true okay? god damn it. um but I, I just figure it's like, they go, okay, well, uh, they're both Midlands, so uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. You're rivals now. <laughs> yeah. It's it's akin to, to uh, uh, what's it called in Brighton? Oh, the old Gatwico. <laughs> I did that just for Brad and Jan. <laughs> I knew Crystal Palace. I knew who they were. Uh, I dissed them on purpose. It's, it, but it's unfortunate, though. That made-up derby has really become a fucking derby because, like, every time they play each other, it ends up being a pisser of a match. And we're That's like, true. We're like, well, shit, I guess it's... It actually I, matters. I yeah. it's a fucking derby. Do you remember when I said that we should pick a sport that doesn't normally even have fans and become hooligans, uh, hooligans for them? Mm -hmm. Like field hockey? Right. Yeah. We were going to do that a few years ago when we got bored, and then it just never happened. It just never happened. <laughs> I would say I would say Aki and Ibs are kind of those teams for us. Yeah, fair. Yeah, fair enough. All right. All right, sounds good. Um, so Forrest, uh, Forrest had had a load of problems with their roster, with um, their management, their ownership. Uh, Chris Hooten seemed to come in and kind of steady that a little bit, or at least lay the groundwork to steady that, um, where – other managers and, and owners had previously faltered. Um, Steve Cooper, as manager, has done a lot to further that, what Chris Hooten laid, I, I, I think, and really solidify the club. What? How do you see that whole situation and this transition from a new manager every four months? I mean, you're only changing them half as often as Watford. And, <laughs> and now um, being so steady and so consistent under Cooper. Yeah, it's, it's a really interesting question because for someone who's a long, long-time uh, Forest fan, what's happened in the last 20 years has been really... It's been bizarre. It's been hard to process, right? Because Brian Clough was the club for 18 years and then the managers that followed him also had several years uh, each. Uh, and, and then we transitioned, like you said, to switching managers as we switched our underwear. And yeah. it was... It, it, bizarre it was very bizarre um chris hooten came in to, you know you use the, the the term they're kind of stabling he kind of came in as a stabling force the prior season and and he was able to stable the ship because his approach was very stoic it was very defensively minded and so he did he he, he kind of plugged the dam as it were yeah it's it's funny and i'll let you continue in a second with with chris hooten you look at all the jobs that he's had no one ever has anything too terribly bad to say about him because what he does is he just, he makes you feel normal again. 
Now he doesn't get you beyond that, but he at least like if you're a shit show, he fixes it. And you he's go, big Sam with oh, a better reputation. He's like, he's like, oh my god, it's normal now. Is like what yeah. you kind of say with him. Yeah, that's a really good point. I, I, one thing you'll also hear about Chris Hutton as well is that nobody has a bad word to say about him as a person. No, right, nothing. He is one of the most Every, respected men in football. Everyone right. fucking loves him. Yeah, yeah. In Nottingham, the, you know, the press were effusive about him as, as a person and um, how generous he was with his time and everything else. But um, you know, the beginning of this last season, unfortunately, I mean, the writing was on the wall. Um, you could tell that certainly the attacking players in the team were feeling very shackled and very inhibited by by the formation and the approach to the game. It wasn't the Forest way. I don't know. Same thing that club, happened at Brighton. Those, Same thing that happened in Brighton. Those, those, those inverted commas, hipster clubs among us who believe, you know, we, we were founded on an attacking, swashbuckling style of football. That's all we should ever be able to play. Well, you know, when you've been around for over 100 years, that's not all you're ever going to play. But nonetheless, that's what Forest fans want to see. And that wasn't what Hooten was able to deliver. So when you then combine that with the fact that he started the last season taking one point from the first seven matches, which equated to Forrest's worst start in 108 years, you know, the writing was quite obviously on the wall. So mm. he was like, came in, and I, I, I'm really struggling in the 45 years or so that I've been following football to recall a swifter transition or acceleration up a league as that that Steve Cooper was able to affect with Forrest. I mean, I, it's absolutely but, blistering. You take out those first seven games and you kind of prorate out the points that were won, Forrest actually accrued more points this last season than the champions, Fulham. Yeah, that's that's the crazy thing is they went from being bottom of the table and then just rocketed up So the table. I have a very easy comparison that I'm mm -hmm. surprised both of you very knowledgeable football fans are missing, mm -hmm. and that's only going to Solskjaer after Jose Mourinho. <laughs> <laughs> Fifteen in a row. Okay. okay, all competitions. You know, you just needed a calm, steadying, uh, you know, gym calm. like a gym, gym teacher like uh, mentality to, to to soothe the uh, the savage. And in the opposite direction, Nuno Espirito Santo after Jose Mourinho, <laughs> yeah. or, uh, after it wasn't Jose, it was whoever it was before. I forget. Oh that my god, yeah. Yeah, that, that I don't is... care. It's still funny because you know who the fuck I'm talking about. Just a quick side question there. How how was that for you as a supporter when you're just like, man, we are really getting the shit kicked out of us. We're really not doing well. And the new guy comes in and I mean, right up the table instantaneously. And and to the point where it was, I mean, you beat Bournemouth on the, was the second to last or the last day of the season, your automatic promotion and you don't even have to go through the playoff. Well, the first part, the getting the shit kicked out of this routine, we, we've become accustomed to that. So that was... <laughs> uh, <laughs> we started this fashion. The, the motoric rise... I mean, you can see me here. I'm, I'm holding back my grin. Honest to God, it was probably the most joyful season I've ever had as a fan. Now, I've, I've had great seasons as a fan, right? That, again, I have vivid memories of that second European Cup triumph. Um, you know, I, I saw Forrest play at Wembley in the old League Cup. Clough gave me more memories than I, good memories than I ever deserved to have in the lifetime as a lifetime as a fan. But a single season starting in that fashion and then flipping on its head 
and and also the football that Forrest played during that time as well. I mean, you know, a lot said about this is entertainment and sport is supposed to entertain us and it's supposed to provide uh, a getaway from the humdrum, right, from our regular lives. And and I think that's the that's the that's that's the disquiet that a lot of fans have is they 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 work really hard to get the money to buy tickets to go to a match and their team is horrible or they have this terrible losing record and it's like well god i'm just compounding my misery here why am i doing this why would, why can't this team do better this last season with forest yes the results were incredible but the style of football mm-hmm. it was oh my gosh the entertainment was off the charts and it made us proud of the club again I mean, so very proud from top to bottom, from Marianakis, the owner, through Dane Murphy, the CEO, Stevie Cooper and his revolution, and of course the players and, and, and the football we saw this last year, both in the league and the FA Cup. You know, these these incredible performances by Jed Spence and Ryan Yates and um, Brendan Johnson and, you know, the list goes on and on and on. It was, yeah, it, I'm struggling to have a, a more joyful single season League and Cup as a Forest fan. And of course, it culminated in the trip to Wembley, which I flew over for. Oh, so, fabulous. Yeah, yeah. Got, so, to, got to be there for the richest game in football. That's, that is fantastic to hear. That's all. That's awesome. Yeah, that, that, that is that is that is something. Just as a neutral, if I was, if I'd be able to pull it off, like that's something that I'd love to go. All of us go see. It doesn't even matter who the fuck's playing. I was just, just about go to say see that match because My- that match is fucking insanity. My top three kind of events is North London Derby away, mm-hmm. right? Champions League final, Championship final. Yeah, oh, <laughs> those are my. To- those would be my top three games. If you if I got cancer tomorrow mm-hmm. and I got, you know, the opportunity to get flown over wherever by a charity, one of those three games would be what I'd do. <laughs> well, you know, hopefully there's a uh, hipster Make-A-Wish uh, foundation for when you lose your beautiful cloths of hair it's, that would send you over. It'll be an American charity called Make-A-Wish because it sounds European. Heard. <laughs> so... so- same thing. I was thinking, can you get sponsorship from Vidal Sassoon or something? I <laughs> <laughs> love it. So, um, uh, Mark, you've already been very busy in this offseason, and we're probably going to have some questions to go along with it because I know you brought in a striker, and I want to specifically talk about that against uh, you know Ben Johnson, who gives you d- double-digit goals and assists as well. But why don't you go ahead and tell us about the uh, players you've brought in so far and what holes you still think need to be filled and if you think there's going to be some more buys coming in as well. Yeah, so Forrest have been very active in the transfer market. I think we announced our, I want to say, eighth signing uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, and we've really run the gamut. So we brought in Wayne Hennessy, the Wales goalkeeper, mm-hmm. as cover Dean Henderson, who we signed a month ago mm-hmm. uh, on Manchester United. Um, and Hennessy's a very seasoned, very experienced, very capable goalkeeper, you know, kind of in the autumn of his career, but he'll provide great cover for Henderson. Uh, brought in several defenders um Moussa Nakate from from Mainz in the mm-hmm. Bundesliga uh Julian Biakon from uh Troy in uh, Ligue 1 uh Nico Williams another Wales international from Liverpool so you guys I'm sure will be familiar with him mm-hmm. fantastic player and of course teammate of Brennan Johnson in that Wales team mm-hmm. the forward referring to probably is Taiwo uh, and I'm going to butcher his last name yeah I think it's Awonyi mm-hmm. Awonyi Awonyi, I, 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 I believe that's how it's pronounced. 
Okay, so I haven't heard Colin Frey say it yet. So until I hear Colin Frey say it, <laughs> fair. That's that's a fair point. Uh, you'll you'll appreciate this after the transfer window uh, closes. Um, I actually we do a show where Sam's not in studio because we want him to be home because we get him blind stinking drunk and then we have him read the entire transfer list. Brilliant. So it, it it happened That's the first we we it happened the first time by accident. I just genuinely got drunk during the show and had to do the transfer recap in which I just read the list. Literally and it was just going uh Ben Johnson to <laughs> Chelsea. And it was so bad it was good because that particular summer there was a ton of Eastern Europeans yeah, that like, moved. Mikalikov had the Z's with the line through it, the O's with the line through it, and had all sorts of shit that I don't normally have to say. And I was hammered. Chuzza so it was yeah. <laughs> all right there's way too many ichs so, in this name yeah. <laughs> like, and they, it was and pretty and good it was, and it was with that kind of enthusiasm enthusiasm as well which made it even better because then me and his friend who were in studio watch and and his friend just he won't stop he just keeps going <laughs> it was very funny and so um myself and producer mel because he's off in baltimore as we do it we legitimately just turn look at each other he is background noise as we have conversations and then he'll be like wait what are you saying he'll be like shut up just read the list you're okay <laughs> just keep keep going drunk boy and i just make sure be like how many hey hey sam sam how, how full is that beer like midway through the normal show and he'll be like You'd be like, yeah, it's about half full. I was like, you really should go get another. You should, go you should get probably a new one. finish that yeah. one, shouldn't you now? And just yeah. get him. That happened. Right, proper pissed, and then make him read a list, which is really, it is as riveting as it sounds. <laughs> so, But it's do, one of those train wrecks that was so bad it was good. You couldn't look away from it, you know what I mean? So do not feel embarrassed by uh, messing up names, because he's going to mess it up, and then I mess it up sober every week. All the time. All the yes. time. Um, so with the with the signing of the new striker, how much do you think that's going to take away from Ben Johnson or uh, not Ben Johnson? Sorry, Brendan John Brendan Brendan Brendan, Brendan Johnson. Brendan, sorry, yeah. um, you, um, how do you think that's going to take away, or is it just the need to add depth to the overall roster? Yeah. So just quickly, it's Brennan Johnson, yep. not Brendan. Sorry, you know, my apologies. It, no, 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 no. It's, there's an interesting story about this. So. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Jim Brennan, former Canadian international. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know that name for sure. Okay, so Jim Brennan was a fullback at Forest back in the day. He was a teammate of David Johnson, Brennan Johnson's dad, and Brennan is named after Jim. Oh, oh very cool. That's cute. Very cool. Love it. There you go. Um, so as far as, let's go with Taiwo, because mm -hmm. now we're friends. Uh, <laughs> so we're on first day. So I think, no, I mean, Taiwo was definitely a... Um, he was a targeted transfer, that's for sure. You know, he's, he's our record signing. I think he comes in at just shy of about $23 million, which doesn't sound like a lot in premiership terms. But uh, he has had a great last season in the Bundesliga where, you know, he's gone toe-to-toe -to -toe with some tough defenses and, and really proved his mettle. So there's no six, doubt... 16 or 17 he, goals or something. And he was, yeah, the, he was right. number six in total goals scored in the league. Yeah, so, exactly. I mean, not not an easy feat to do. I mean, now, no. I mean, now it's, granted, you, you'll never granted. you'll never hit top spot as long as Lewandowski's there because he has that wrapped up by Christmas. Right, but then you also have other guys in the top five who you know can score a ton of goals in Germany, and then when they get to Chelsea, forget what a goal is <laughs> and hit it in row Z yeah. when it's wide yeah, open. Yeah, yeah, they didn't even take a picture the right way. <laughs> uh, that's funny. 
Ah, uh, Timo's <laughs> awful. Timo's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> when, you're, when you're scoring set almost almost twenty goals in one of the top five leagues in Europe, yeah. then you have something about you. So definitely being brought in. I, I would be surprised not to see him get into double figures. To answer your earlier question, though, uh, no, I don't think he's been brought into bolster. I think he's, he's part of the rebuild. Uh, Forest, you know, right now we we only really have essentially one fit striker on the books. Uh, Lewis Graben is no longer with the club. They just announced this this week that Lewis Graben mm-hmm. has uh, parted ways with Forrest. Uh, we don't have Kenan, Kenan Davis, of course, who was on loan from Aston Villa. Mm-hmm. Uh, you- Yay! For Kenan Davis. Mm-hmm. He was fantastic. But as of yet, he hasn't come back to the city ground. So that's one area where we're a little thin on the ground. Brennan Johnson, of course, uh, is definitely a source of goals, but I would consider him to be more of a wide attacking player in kind of a, and I'm using this by, for comparison purposes, simply by position. I'm not suggesting he's at the same caliber as this individual, but he's more of a Mo Salah than a Harry Kane. That's, okay. that's, the, that's the name of the show. <laughs> that's the name of the show. He's more of a Mo Salah than he is a Harry Kane. <laughs> Fucking clickbait. <laughs> it's all about clickbait. Uh, I don't know. That show That show title got decided right at the beginning. When when you say you're the hipster club of uh, oh, that's fair, the Premier yeah. League, that's the, that's the show title. That's fair, yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, and, so, uh, and yeah. your your defender that we uh, mentioned, the um, the one from Mainz, I, like, they got Mainz to, what, fifth place in the Bundesliga? This past Something season, like that, close to that, yeah. And they have been a team that was relegated a few seasons ago as well. Was no, it was Schalke. Never mm-hmm. mind. What I was going to say was irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Got it. They're I was going to talk about Werner, who was the coach of, uh, or Wagner rather, mm-hmm. who was the coach of Huddersfield. Right. Okay, he went to Schalke, not Mainz. Yeah, he went to Schalke. Sorry, Mainz. no problem. Brain but, fart. Man, it's perfectly fine. We all have them, my friend. It's probably all that hair. Yeah, he, it, it, it fucks with you. He was uh, the captain of Mainz as well. Oh, okay. Ah. Excellent. Ooh. Very good. It, it yeah. feels like you look at the signings that you're making, and it, it's you always got to be a little scared, right? Because you see clubs, you know, you think of you know Fulham from two years ago. You make all the signings, and then it doesn't stick. And then you look at you know Villa, who made the signings, and they just barely survived on the last day. And it's you know you have to decide: okay, are we going to make all the signings and try to stay up? Or do we not make the signings and we take the parachute payment and we just make ourselves better the next season down in the championship and we build the overall home? It's just, so it's a it's a tough fucking decision to make. Can I ask a, a kind of a piggyback question to that as well before you answer that one? Is you're spending promotion Fulham type money, <laughs> um, but promotion Fulham was under Khan's son, mm-hmm. who was just thought he was playing FIFA. Right. Nothing actually fit. Right. These signings seem like they fit into the team. They yeah. seem like people, and, and with no disrespect to Nottingham Forest, they seem like people that want a stepping stone into the Premier League, so mm-hmm. they're still going to try. They're still going to work hard. They're right. still going to do what they need to do, even if they have to buy their time for two years. It's not Premier League people being known to them that know they go back to a Premier League club if they don't go, exactly. if they don't stay up. It's, it's not people that aren't really bought into the project. They're all being signed on a permanent and they're all they have to buy into it or they have the very real possibility of going down with Forrest. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? Um so do you feel more confident we we all joke all the time about that Fulham 2 years ago spent 100 million coming up and nothing seemed to make sense at all. Do these signings to you make sense as they do to me? And 
despite that, I mean, there are saleable assets in there as well should the unforeseen happen. So what what do you think about – is it more balanced, uh, a balanced approach? Is it more kind of stable, do you think? or Because at one point, what, three seasons ago, you had 40 first-team players on your books. <laughs> and it was a struggle to worry about paying the wage bill, you know? Yeah, and I think in the next probably the next twenty four to forty eight hours, Forrester are going to announce the the dual signing of um, Lewis O'Brien and Harry Toffolo from Huddersfield. So probably the two best players in the, the other team that almost made it to the Premier League this last year. Right. And look at those two players. O'Brien, I think, is twenty three. Toffolo is, I want to say, twenty five, twenty six years old. I don't know that any player that Forrest have signed is older than Toffolo. I think most of the players they've signed have either been in their teens or their, their early to mid-20s. Wayne Hennessy obviously being a notable exception, but that's different. He's goalkeeper cover, so yeah, yeah. the fact he's in it, good thing. Um, and that appears to be the Steve Cooper model. You know, Steve Cooper was with was with the academy at Liverpool, and then he was with one of the U groups uh, with England, where um, I believe he won... I'm not sure if it's the World Cup or if it's the uh, European Championship at that level, which I think was U18, U19. But U9, either way, it was one of the U19 World Cup, and then they just won the U20 Euros. Yeah, I that's think. right. So that's that was that's his area of expertise. So, so firstly, that's an area that Cooper is um, very, very capable, but also that very well regarded. So, as a young player, you're looking at that, saying, "Wow, look what he did for Jed Spence." Look what he was being you know, cast off by his club. Look what he did for Brennan Johnson, who the pre- previous season was uh, playing on loan uh, for Lincoln in, I think it was League right. Two. Yeah. Uh, been, but yeah, Lincoln way, City's in League you know, Two, down- I think. Yeah. They go and, up to League One, they go back down to League Two. Yeah. Uh, and so Cooper has a great reputation there, and I think young players are attracted to that. Uh, and to your earlier point, the Storm Project and others like it, there's been a tendency to buy names to buy players who are very long in the tooth, to buy expensive and international. Now, Forrest obviously brought in some international players as well, but by and large, they're pretty unknown. They're not completely unknown, but they're players who, you know, to your point, Sam, they're looking to make their mark still, right? They're hungry and they're anxious to play in the Premier League. So what I like about this build is that if Forrest get relegated, we're building a team that's sustainable that will hopefully catapult us back to the Premier League the following season. Mm. It's not going to be a case of, well, okay, now we've gone down and even with promissory payments, we can't afford to pay these players or more to the point, these long in the tooth season mercenaries don't want to play in the championship. They've got no interest there, right? They can't wait to get off the sinking ship. But there's enough of these young players as well. Like take Taiwo, for instance, he has a 15, 18 goal season. Even if you do go down, there's another 45, 50 million you could, Yep. Pocket. Yep. Exactly. While still keeping hold of some of the other signings that you're trying to build around. I mean, that's the important part. And with all that, yep. with these signings and seemingly, at least to to us, being being much more coherent than what Fulham did. Um, where do you finish? How does it happen for Nottingham Forest this season? Well, I want to I finish up on Sam's question. So, what do we oh, still sure. need? We need we need another midfielder, central midfielder. We probably need another winger. Uh, a wide attacking player and we need another centre forward other than that I think we're in pretty good shape where we finish I don't care 17th or higher yeah I gotcha stay stay the fuck up that's really what matters yeah. right yeah have a good time play some good uh, football um, 
you know, continue to tap into this is who we are. This is Nottingham Forest. Remember us 23 years ago? Remember how we used to play soccer? Remember how people really enjoyed watching Nottingham Forest? We're back and we're still trying to do it the right way. And if we can stay 17th or higher, I'll be happy with that. I think this team, and I think Steve Cooper has the ability to do more than that, but I'm going to keep my powder dry because otherwise you're going to end up playing this clip back a year from now. <laughs> sure money. All right. Everybody will be familiar with Shore Money. This is the segment where we make absolutely perfect inform uh, uh, and in in knowledge. What uh, am I? Our, informed our, bets. Uh, you said better, us, you mean our chicken. Listen to the chicken. Well, the chicken, the, yeah, the, the chicken, chicken actually does the better, better job than, than do. the rest of us yeah. do. We informed, for shit. but not necessarily accurate. I, I think I was yeah. almost a few G in the hole, and the year before that, you lost your entire kid's college fund. I've won it twice. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, um, if you can't sense the irony We've in the name of that, that is your problem. This is the new this. disclaimer that we're having, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> just we, in case. We're, we're two and two we here. We are not <laughs> responsible for your shitty decision-making. <laughs> no, we are uh, not. Obviously, there's no games again, so we are going through some of the odds um, surrounding Nottingham Forest for the season. For comparison's sake, I have pulled up some other teams um, and their odds to do the same sorts of things. Uh, so... Mark, if you would, tell me if these are anything that uh, that you'd like to take uh, on your next trip to the bookies. Uh, to win the league, Nottingham Forest are 1,000 to 1. That's got to be it. That's got to be worth 20 bucks. <laughs> exactly I right. Love, that is the first person to be like, yeah, 20 yeah, I'll take that. Fuck it, I'll Why go not? for it. Exactly. <laughs> if, we, if we win, I get to tell everybody, remember the time I put 20 quid on my team on 1,000 to 1? Fuck you all. Exactly. And <laughs> Why don't you have faith? <laughs> I put money on Austin FC to win MLS Cup this year. If they win, I mean like four and a half grand. That oh, is fabulous. Exactly. And this is where we always mentioned that the obviously the bookies have learned from Leicester and no one will ever get 5,000 to 1 odds ever again right. because at least three supporters that I can remember bought houses on their five pound ticket uh, <laughs> for context Spurs are 14 to 1 which I think is fucking generous because they love to choke on it uh, mm-hmm. and they won't do that United are 28 to 1 and Chelsea are 16 to 1 since that's Mark's second team oh. uh <laughs> Just so everyone knows. Uh, the top scorer in the league, uh, Taiwo Awoniyi, uh, is 50-1, to 1, which is actually better than Villa's Ali Watkins at 66-1. to 1. And and the same, and the same as Timo Werner. Which I think is disrespectful to Ali Watkins. <laughs> it's very disrespectful. <laughs> Timo Werner's 50-1 to 1 as well, as is Bakuya Saka. Very disrespectful to Saka. Yeah, exactly. Have it, Timo Werner, 100-1 to 1 at least. Yeah. In my opinion. I mean, hit the... Fu- like, well, actually, not hit the net. How about hit the fucking post? <laughs> not Rosette. Not Rosette. Hit the post. And then we'll start to recognize you as possibly a formidable striker. Yeah, you know what I told you uh, last episode about yeah. Liverpool to be relegated and City were tied at 4,500 to 1? Yeah. That's Timo Werner to get double-digit goals this season. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, you ask me. Uh, but then again, I don't work for a bookie. Uh, so to be relegated, Forrest or even money, which isn't as bad as Bournemouth at one to two. What do you think about that? I I feel like that's harsh on you guys, to be honest. Yeah, it, it probably is a little bit. Although, you know, the bookies know what they're doing because they have Bournemouth below us, and that makes sense. Um, I think the three teams going down most likely though not that you ask me but I think Bournemouth will be one of them 
Um, and I think Leeds are in trouble. Uh, I think Jesse Marsh has his, hand, his, his hands full there with mm-hmm. some of the players that he's lost. Mm, um, I tend to agree. I think Everton could be on the rocks. Yeah, we, uh, we we got a lot to fix. <laughs> that is for well, damn sure. So your biggest rival in the Premier League, Southampton, are three to one to go down, uh, <laughs> and then Wolves uh, are four to one, which I thought was harsh on them, to be honest. Yeah, as well. Um, I thought they they played. I mean, they didn't finish well, but they had fuck all to play for. You yeah, know? exactly. Uh, Brentford twelve to five. I mean, they, they were. All, sh- I mean, they were to shout for Champions League. At I know. One point. They that they also had uh, uh, Raúl Jiménez. Coming back from that horrific uh, injury, uh, the David Luiz broke his whole face. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I just, yeah, I disagree with 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 that on. Yeah, that, that's a bit harsh on Wolves, yeah. I think personally. Uh, and tops, tops. I'm sorry. I think Brentford are in the mix. They just lost Ericsson to United. Yeah, mm-hmm. The think- Walking Dead season two premiering August seventh. Yeah, we we talked about that earlier uh, in the first week when we were with Fulham. It's and just, still so the bad. fact that they lost Ericsson because they were in a bad way before they got Ericsson in, and then it all got fixed. So unless you well, get they, that guy, they also that can had pull a ton of strings, injuries last year. Get that guy well. that can pull the strings. You're gonna be in trouble, and and typically. Whoever does really, really well that got promoted from the championship the year before normally has a really bad sophomore slump. Yeah. So yeah. is so is, is producer Mal essentially your Ericsson? Uh yeah, she pulls all the strings. Definitely. Definitely is 100%. exactly what she does. Yeah, you guys uh, Oh, we lost you there. You guys what? Would fall apart otherwise. <laughs> Uh, Probably oh, true. Abs- absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> any other... Uh, uh, any last other one, yeah. So for the top six, um, uh, Forrest are 66 to one. And for some context, uh, United are four to nine, Arsenal four to seven, uh, Southampton, famously Forrest's biggest rival, 16 to one, and then Fulham are 25 to one to finish in the top six. Fantastic. Which I think is harsh on you all with Fulham being 25 to one. Yeah. Uh, th- there's no Europa League there for me. Nope. No, none for me as well. Oh, um, you know what? It's going to wrap it up, boys and girls. Sammy, any parting words? Very excited to get to it next week, uh, covering the first week of the Premier League. Excellent. Very, very well, good. Two weeks from now. Next week's actually the fantasy show, isn't it? Yeah, oh, we don't uh, have a fantasy show. It's a 20 for 20. Yeah, exactly. Fuck. The 20 for 20. <laughs> so confused. It's so much going on right now. There's a lot happening. Vacations and all kinds of crazy shit. We're yep. lucky we got Mel for that to keep us all in line. 100%. Um, Mark, thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute yeah, cheers, pleasure man. having been you. Awesome. You've, been, you've been fabulous. Um, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody where um, like-minded Nottingham Forest supporters can find each other here in the States and any Zoom parties or just Twitter handles or whatever. Just get everybody to the to the club. How they can how they can find you? Well, first off, guys and Mal as well. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Appreciate the invitation. It's been a blast. It's been fun talking forest with you. So thanks so much. Uh, in regards to where you guys can can find about all things forest, uh, NFFCNA on Twitter is a great first place to start. So that's the Nottingham Forest North American Supporters Group with representation in the US and Canada, uh, and that's a pretty vibrant. A Twitter account and it's again a good place to connect with with like-minded Forest fans or if you're just more curious and learning a bit more about this hipster club as we're now going to be known <laughs> if you're interested in following me at all I, I cover all things Forest but I also uh, live in Austin as well and I'm kind of connected to Austin FC hence my Twitter handle which is Turner in Verde V-E-R-D-E it could be Turner in Rojo I suppose but mm-hmm. uh, most of what I talk about 
day is Austin FC. So that's where you can track me and some of the writing I do and other bits and pieces. Um, the one thing I want to say as well is that the Nottingham Forest North American supporters group every year would have a gathering, which typically would coincide with Forest's first home game. And they'd find a bar somewhere and they'd gather en masse and people came from all over the us for this and of course that's been impossible these last couple of years for covid we actually had an event in nashville scheduled before covid hit that event is back on august 13th and 14th the nfsc na group will be nashville for forest opening home premier league game against west ham united so that's and i'm, I'm going to be there and there's probably going to be a couple of hundred people there and it should be absolutely mental very excited about that so if you're interested in getting in the room being with some crazy Reds fans, um, you know, if you want a team, if and, and you, you, you know, you can grab a plane ticket. Uh, I have two queen beds in my hotel room. One of them is unspoken for right now. You're very welcome to it. Then uh, again, all that information can be found at NFFCNA. Um, real quick, just before Sam closes this up, can you please confirm for me that the hipster club of the Premier League Nottingham Forest is having a match? Uh, a match watch together the Nottingham Forest of North America gathering at a steampunk bar <laughs> <laughs> it probably is you know if I had my if I had my wits about me I could tell you the name of the place that we're in but again NFSCNA has a lot of information but yeah sure for the purposes of this uh, interview <laughs> absolutely and and it's gotta be a hipstery nashville like that's what like, i'm saying it's all steampunk you could bring your dog too they have dog beer there no, yes yeah, definitely that <laughs> yes. is definitely the case 100 percent. Right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. dog beer is a thing oh dog yeah beer. they have why do we not now? have dog beer for a big b yeah our dog does not need beer he's no. crazy enough as yes yeah, we don't need that he all just right. took out sam's other knee the other day <laughs> or yesterday all right so oh, uh, fuck. exactly <laughs> Thanks for joining us, boys and girls. Uh, that's going to wrap it up. Next up is injury time, where we're going to uh, recap the famous whiskey show. Uh, that uh, that happened. Had all the uh, top 20 whiskeys out, and fuck, had Taylor had here. Had fucking Taylor here. Yeah, fucking Taylor yep. here as well. We've got uh, some crazy shit to talk about. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm spilling all the tea. I am so glad they brung the noise that day. <laughs> An MVP for Ray. You, you too. You too. Should somebody want to find injury time, Sam, how do they go about doing uh, it? It's very simple. Again, as I stick my leg out onto the sidewalk of New York City, it is patreon.com backslash do you football show. You sign up to that one $5 tier uh, and you're able to get both of those extra shows. Our pre-show recording where we actually do check our sound level, sound check uh, and catch up from the weekend as well as injury time, which is our recaps of various parties we have throughout the summer, as well as the preview show for the Premier League uh, coming up the following weekend beautiful also be sure to check out our link tree which is pinned to all of our socials at du football show on insta at du football show on twitter and du football show on facebook link tree has everything you need to know about us and where to find they've got us. our twitch they've got our youtube they've got everything yep exactly and they got our new and improved drip shack so till next week everybody good night born in the land of Bowie, maryland
get the fucking nuke button.